Hello and welcome to Divisive Issues, the foul-mouthed, spoiler-filled comic book podcast where we talk about comic books. I'm Sly. I'm Ryan. I'm Daryl. There's no Phil. He had an emergency. But yeah, we kicked him out of the Thanos helicopter. <laughs> no, we had a big crossover. And like every other crossover, you have to have random people come in and, and, and you know, Bane stays leave to do other stuff. So he's off <laughs> fighting Thanos. <laughs> and in his place, we got... Bum, ba, da, bum. Henry? Yes. Is that me? <laughs> That's me. Is that yes. me? But I was supposed to introduce you, but he didn't say anything. So well, you, t- you stepped on my toes and you were like, hey, we got this guy. I didn't know. <laughs> it's okay. So we got Henry here. It's a dude. Henry, you were on some episode. I don't remember which one, but people have heard your voice before. I was here. I don't. I I was trying to talk about comics. I don't remember what I was. It was one of your. It was your compilation. You know, it had, you had all these trying? wonderful guests. Yeah, I was like, I was were trying. you failing? <laughs> like oh, I ended okay. up getting really into just video games, and I went on this big rant about Halo. No, I have no idea. Uh, I think that was episode was about. Getting into comics for the first time and stuff, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And something I want to I want to bring up about Henry is before we recorded this, he asked Ryan, "Have you read Sexy Lobo?" Which, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm just I'm appalled at. So it's great that now I'm being cornered. I am now outnumbered with comic fans that know who uh, Lobo know. is and know who Sexy Lobo is. Too. Lobo <laughs> is listen. That was one of the best periods of Lobo, and oh. it is neglected. It was the sexiest period of Lobo. Uh, uh, but right. a lot of fans refused to accept Sexy Lobo, so they called him Phobo, like F-A-U-S. Yeah. Are you lying to me? I can't tell no, you. No, we're not. Joking. We're not lying to you. No, he's completely serious. I was upset. I was the one Sexy Lobo fan I knew, oh and I would get God. excited when I met other Lobo fans that were like, no, I really like him. He's like super cut. And I was like, yeah, it's this total meta commentary on the assassin trope instead. And okay. like, yeah, whatever. We're not here to talk about Lobo. Henry, why are you here? Who are you? I come from the world of uh, Midtown Comics. We are a uh, a comic book. I guess we can call ourselves a franchise. We've got a couple stores in New York City, in Times Square, Grand Central, and in the Financial District. And uh, we got lots of comics, man. And uh, we got we even have these weird ones that we have today. We can confirm <laughs> yes. we've been there. They have a lot of comics. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So. Henry, you talked to us about doing some sort of Infinity War tie-in, and I want to talk about, right away, Daryl hasn't seen the movie, and we are not going to spoil it at all in this episode. Why you always gotta call me out? Because Daryl, we have to call, always call you out, because you never watch or read anything until it's like months later. <laughs> I don't mean to put you on blast, I'm just saying, like, Daryl's he- I'm always getting put on blast. I'm gonna watch Black Panther as soon as I can. <laughs> you, yeah, I mean, I oh promise. man, wow. Good this is why I put your blast. So everyone can judge you, Daryl. You deserve it. <laughs> so yeah, we are we're not here to talk about the movie. We're here to just talk about Thanos and some of his wacky adventures he's had. He is inconsistent. That he's had a guy. long career. Yeah, a very long career. <laughs> so what are we talking about, Henry? What stories have have you you've picked only the greatest to showcase what kind of great stories people can buy at Midtown Comics. You might yeah. say super stories. Hey, <laughs> uh yeah, we've got oh man, the uh the absolutely iconic uh I don't use it lightly. Uh Thanos copter uh issue <laughs> of Spidey Super Stories uh 39 and then uh something a little more lighthearted with a uh, Thanos quest. The thing that I'm immediately drawn to, the cover of Spidey Super Stories number 39, says Marvel Comics and The Electric Company present. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so do you guys know what Spidey Super Stories is? No. Any of you? No one? Okay, it's super. So. Mm-hmm. All right, so Spidey Super Stories was like this edutainment kind of thing. 
Uh, that's why all the dialogue is so like basic, and it was made in the, the Electric Company. I just learned this like a few minutes ago. They were a PBS show. Entertainment yes, show. yes. I still think they exist. I've seen parodies of them a lot, where that's like when it's like the two people in the silhouette, and they like say the first half of a word and the second half, and then they say it together like Thanos copter. Thanos copter. <laughs> For years, I knew Spider Superstore since I was like nine years old. I always assumed Electric Company was like actual Electric Company. So I was always like, why is an Electric Company <laughs> teaming up with Marvel to make? <laughs> well, it's that piece on the Monopoly board, right? That's what I always oh, yes. said. They got Monopoly over. Uh, now they're trying to get into comics too. But yeah, so it's very edutainment kind of stuff. And they actually had um, live action tie-ins on the actual Electric Company show. If you watched it, you actually saw Spidey Superstore's live. Spider-Man would never talk. He always had like word bubbles pop up over his head, and they'll have the stories from the comics. So that sounds pretty you, cool. Yeah, and it was it's funny. The funny thing about uh, Spider Super Stories is if you don't know the context, the art looks very similar to old style Marvel. So yeah. people people will post like the Thanos copter, not knowing it's not canon and not serious, and think, oh, I guess comics really had Thanos in a helicopter when this was made just for kids. Oh, uh, yeah. okay, because I was one of those people <laughs> that like when I saw Thanos like slipping on an earthquake that he made, I was like, I can't believe this is canon. But, ah, I admit, I, I I thought it was canon. I'm a little disappointed now. Yeah. This is like Lex Luthor stealing those Those cakes. 40 cakes. <laughs> exactly. The the DC yeah. encyclopedia. But yeah, this is like if you see now, if you go to the tutorial section and you see like kids versions of like the superheroes, like the Marvel Super Show they had a while back. It's yeah. basically that equivalent of in the 70s. Oh, okay. All right. This makes it less offensive. So I, I do want to just talk about what was what was canon for Thanos at the time. Is Thanos shows up. He's created by Jim Starlin and he shows up and he's like the very beginning of cosmic Marvel where he like wanted to collect like the cosmic cube from the Captain America movie. And he fought like Captain Marvel. And like, he was like this big, like alien character. And he had some really, really ahead of their time stories where he like was trying to remake reality. And they were like the uh, earliest examples of like big epic Marvel stories. Like they crossed yes. over of every book, crossover Avengers crossover with, like all the other books, and like you, you couldn't just like the style in the '90s where you had to read like 20 books to follow one plot. That was basically like started with Thanos. Like he was like the first character to really do that, along with like Darkseid in DC. Mm-hmm. Oh man, so he's yeah. the worst. No, it, it's kind of <laughs> interesting the fact that he, they like the Russos chose him for Infinity War, considering that that's a crossover of multiple movies. Yes, yeah, kind of a deal. Like that's interesting. And Henry Wright is right, this is the worst trend ever, but like, and the fans of Thanos and like Darkseid, it was such a new concept at the time, and it was still fresh, and like, it's just like the Marvel films, when you first saw Avengers, the film, it was such a big deal because it was the first time doing it, and then it became less special after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing all the heroes come back to fight one big threat was like a bigger deal back then than it is by the like time of the 90s, when you're like, okay, this is old hat by now. Well, even now, I mean, now you've got like four or five different books right now, running concurrently, that all feature these crazy conglomerates of characters. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, like, Thanos started, uh, appropriate enough, he started this this plague that's been infecting Marvel. Like, he, the true <laughs> supervillain that he is. He's been... <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a meta-villain. Yeah. He really can uh, affect reality. And yeah. also, in defense of Thanos, too, is a lot of those early crossover stories and everything were usually all written by Jim Starlin, and they were yeah. all, like, yeah. really good and really engaging. So it's not, they didn't feel shoehorned, because it was like he would go from Captain Marvel to Warlock, which were both like 
cosmic books that were similar in tone and then like it would make sense so like marvel released like an avengers versus thanos trade that has all this stuff in it and like it reads very cohesively this was this read very well and was like really well directed so did he write infinity gauntlet yes oh cool okay starlin wrote thanos like very consistently throughout like it was like his baby he wrote him up until like two weeks ago whenever his newest book came out infinity siblings yeah. If it says Infinity, it's probably him. That's Everything cool. I, I like except that. Except for, like, Infinity Crisis. There's no Thanos there. But, like, yeah. aside from that. He's been basically directing Thanos for, like, 40 years. Yeah. He's like, it's, it's, it's like, quite interesting because it's very rare you have a, a character be somebody's, like, their baby, basically. And that's not, like, Thanos shows up in other things. Like, he showed up in Hickman's stuff. But, and but not to the but, same level. Like, it's yeah. always the big events is always with Jim Starlin. The big, like, cosmic events. It kind of reminds me of Dan Abnett writing Death Head 2. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly like that. Or it's, I love that character because I love Abnett since he, he basically made the character. All right, yeah. so let's get into the story. What is the, Henry, tell us what the first, uh, besides the helicopter, what happens, what's the plot of Spy Super Stories? What? It's fun. You know, it, it's, it's for those little whippersnappers. <laughs> so we get to see... Uh, Thanos jovially flying through the air in his little... Literally, the first page you see him, he is in the helicopter. Mm-hmm. And it's got Thanos written on the tail yeah. of the helicopter. <laughs> it's this tiny little helicopter, and it's like if you were like... I, I didn't have a lot of them, but I had some Playmobil toys as a kid, and I had like the little Playmobil <laughs> helicopter. And it looks like you took your like giant action figure of Thanos... <laughs> And crammed him into your Playmobil <laughs> toy. Oh my god, it is so that. Yeah. And so he appears and he's like just ruining Hellcat's day. Well, I'm sorry, that the cat. Yeah, uh, she wasn't called Hellcat yet. Because oh, it's should... for well, it's for yeah. the kids. Yeah. yeah, we should we should we should mention uh so Hellcat is if you watch Jessica Jones, she's Patsy Walker Trish in that show. So yeah. yeah. And she was like this weird character. She started out as like an Archie ripoff, like Patsy Walker. Then she became a superhero when uh, Archie style comics kind of faded out. She became Hellcat. And I guess for this, like Henry said, they're trying to be PG. So now she's just a cat. Yeah. <laughs> the cat, it starts having the cosmic cube. The whole issue is a fight over the cosmic cube. <laughs> of all the characters where they were like, yeah, let's go with the cat. She seems like the candidate for this. Yeah, the, the, the Cosmic Cube is a tesseract from the films that nobody yeah. gets. It, it has the power to remake reality. Yeah. <laughs> What's great is she, she drops it and she goes, oops, I dropped the Cosmic Cube. No use crying over spilled milk. It's like, no, this is yeah. something you cry over. And Thanos yeah. goes, drat. I'll yeah, cream so yeah. you later, cat, after I get the Cosmic Cube. So what happens after that? Now tell us more. Yeah, uh, Speedy, the skateboard hero, is racing by and he crashes into her. Yes, and she's, he's, uh, we should clarify. Speedy the skateboard hero is just a kid on a skateboard. He's just calling himself. I'm Speedy the skateboard hero. <laughs> but, <laughs> See, I but I just sure. say this is not the only skateboard hero in Marvel. They have a long history oh, yeah, yeah, of that's, skateboard that's heroes. Oh, of course, geez. they've got yo, yo. Uh, Night Thrasher. He's uh, a <laughs> yeah, Night Thrasher. Old, what, and what's that other kid? The uh, El Guapo remember. from Ecstatics, who has mental control over his skateboard. He has his skateboard has mental control over. You know, that's a thing that only you would say. Is you're the only person who's like, yeah, let me go with an ecstatic reference. Hey, ecstatic is out. the best. Yeah, I'm not hating. Henry... It's amazing. It is amazing. I love it. But what? <laughs> He's in Guys. like four books ever. 
guys, yeah. we have to get back to the story because Cat's <laughs> looking for the cosmic cube. Yes. She has to find it before Thanos does, and then yeah. the the she runs away and the kid finds it. And he's yeah. like, cool, this can create anything. I wish I had an ice cream cone. And he just makes it. And around the corner is Thanos just peeking at him <laughs> and saying, no, you don't. And then it cuts away to Peter Parker and Mary Jane are out walking. And Mary Jane's just talking about, like, hey, the cat's, like, completely uninitiated. She's just like, I think the cat is awesome. Actually, they have a newspaper. You have to read the subtle context clues in the actual panel. <laughs> she's reading this paper and it says, cat captures But crook. she's not looking at it. She's looking off in the distance. But she says, but she- I think the cat is neat and spider-man says i think she's a copycat of yep. spider-man and she says can the corn peter <laughs> yeah. women can be super too yeah this is one story <laughs> of three it's a 36 page super size special and the first one is just like a women's rights march and it's just women chanting women's rights and mary <laughs> jane keeps getting mad at peter so i guess that's where he was in the 70s like <laughs> he's an mra <laughs> yeah <laughs> Why don't they talk about men's rights, Mary Jane? <laughs> yeah. And then Spider-Man shows up and it's like, yeah, I agree with Peter. He's an SMRA. He's a Spider-Man's rights activist. <laughs> oh, God. Only for Spider-Verse male characters. <laughs> so Peter and Mary Jane stumble across Thanos grappling with a child. Yeah, over the Cosmic Cube. The thing that can rewrite yeah. history. And, and he pushes them over and he's like, give me that, you brat. Yep. Now, Thanos is that to the kid. Peter's not... Peter's not push over the kid. Thanos is it. Just yeah. And one thing that Mary Jane says, pick on someone your own size, but he's still way bigger than them. There's no one yep. his size around. What I think is great is that in this whole scene, Mary Jane just walks off casually like she's like annoyed. Like as if he just like bumped into the kid and she's like, man, what a mean old man. And she just walks away. <laughs> she's like, no, it's we're just going to walk away and I'm going to look at you angry. Too bad Spidey is in here. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, and she's just around saying, right, Peter? Right? And she and Peter's gone, of course, because... You know. <laughs> yep, he had to be, go be Spider-Man. Before he yeah. did that, he asked the, a good question. It's, can the cat beat that rat? Because <laughs> yeah. the cat shows up and they start fighting. But No, but this is when Thanos really shows how, how brilliantly he handles the oh cosmic cube. Oh, my God. Yep. So, think about it. You have a cube that can create anything. It can alter reality. What do you do with it? Thanos is like, I got this. I'm fighting a cat, so I make a big dog. <laughs> as he says, he says, dog gone, a cat. <laughs> Yikes, don't hound me, says the cat too as well. Yeah. This like almost upset me because first off, I thought he made Lockjaw for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, did he just summon Lockjaw to mess with the cat? No, he created a new Lockjaw from nothing. <laughs> yeah. But I think that it was like right, the right around dog. this point was I realized that this book is rhyming. I don't know if you guys noticed that. The book rhymes. What? A lot. A little bit. No, a little bit. It's like, it's like a very inconsistent. But no, but when you're reading it, it's weird. Can the cat beat that rat? Yeah. <laughs> Is an actual line of dialogue. And like, even <laughs> yes. the cat can't top that. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this is the electric company. You're right. Yeah, every, everything is corny. After she gets chased by a dog, the cat says, you're nothing but a ground dog. You can't put the bite on me. Then he chases up a, a tree and says, oh no, I'm a cornered kitty. Yeah. <laughs> And then Theos goes, wrong cat, you're a sitting duck, which I mean, we're just naming animals at this rate. (laughs) So Spider-Man comes and saves her. He's like, he he chases away the dog. And then Thanos is like, I'm going to stop this. I'm going to put an end to this. And what's he going to do? I know how to shake you up. I order the earth to quake. 
And then it, the ground starts rumbling, and the cat goes, cheese and crackers! <laughs> and then they, they both fall over, but the Cosmic Cube is such a powerful tool that it yeah. shakes Thanos, too. And he goes, oops, I let go of the cube. And Spider-Man tells him, you were too tricky for your own good, Thanos. You should also mention that uh, when Spider-Man shows up, uh, Thanos is like Spider-Man, and he's like, "Why are you? Why are you so surprised, Thanos? Superior should stick together, right, Cat?" So you can see, like, he's getting past his sexes and then learning to work with the cat. So it's a very inspiring story. Very progressive. That's his yeah. character arc. Is like, you know what? You're okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind you. So we can much. both be heroes. <laughs> but we yeah. see Thanos, the cat, and Peter all crawling to the cosmic cube, and he's like, "I'm not licked yet." And then Thanos, about to grab it, yells, Finders Keepers. And Speedy says, Wrong, Thanos, losers, weepers, and grabs him for himself. <laughs> yeah, and then I love that there's this one panel of Thanos begging and trying to barter at the kid. Give me the cu- cube, kid, and I promise to make you my partner. And then he says, Forget it, you're all wrapped up. And then he gets wrapped up in, like, Spider-Man web. Of, of grass. like. And then, of- and then... The police come and take away <laughs> Thanos. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's like We got this. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to. I would love. I would love more than anything else to have somebody see Infinity War and then explain this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think and like you guys, you thought this was canon. Like the funny thing about Spider Super Stories is all the villains are like. There's one that's called like the Easter Bunny. He's like an Easter. He's like a, a little kid who somebody stole his Easter baskets. He's like, I'm gonna be a super villain and steal people's Easter baskets. There's like oh one called God. the Wall. He's like a guy who turns into the Wall. There's like all these villains, and I think for Thanos, they just they didn't know who he was. They're just like he's a villain. He has the rights to. Let's use him for this story. <laughs> That's what I, I'm assuming happened. Uh, he just and it and it's it's ridiculous. And he's yeah. sometimes he's like, and I'm never one to be like, oh man, this art or X Y Z. But I just love that sometimes it's like he's the size of the police officers. Like, oh yeah, he yeah, like he's really tiny. They're they're really taller than him. Uh, and like, it's it's an illusion. They're really big. Yeah. He looks he looks like a guy in a, in a Thanos cosplay costume, like a nerd. <laughs> I mean, he he might have been given this comic. Well, yeah. and back in the seventies, I know that like they did this with toys, where sometimes if they wanted somebody to look bigger and muscular, they would make them shorter. Like the old yeah. Mego toys. Uh, this is a weird thing, but the old Mego toys, like the Hulk and the Thing, were made to be shorter. So that they could be wider by so contrast. So they plastic. Yeah, exactly, and that too. Um, and it's almost like they did that with uh, Thanos here, where they're like, "Let's just shrink him so he looks wider. Let's give him that Wolverine build, you know." Yeah, and the, the comic ends with Peter coming back, and MJ's like, "Where were you, Peter?" And he's like, "Oh, I went to uh, the police, MJ." And then she's like, "Oh, that's silly, Peter. Missing all the action as usual." Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm actually upset because I'm looking at this now, and. I almost think it's Spider-Man bad. was... Well, no. What are you talking about? Uh, he's kind of... I think he's kind of hitting on the cat at the end here because he calls her a swinger. And mind yeah. you, this is the 70s, you know? Oh, yeah. They, yeah. they know what swinger means. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you going to say... I'm, I'm almost disappointed that this isn't canon now. I thought you were going to say that. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely disappointed uh, because this is great. And yeah. I think it's a, it's a good learning moment for Peter that he wouldn't... Because <laughs> oh, this isn't God. canon... He yeah. wouldn't learn this lesson for like another twenty years. Yeah, you know, true. It, if this was canon, he would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. So one thing I want to just say that this issue then ends with a one-page story where it's Peter looking at a fat pig, and he says, "Why did you name your pig Ink?" And then the pig escapes, and the farmer said, "Because it keeps running out of the pen." <laughs> uh, <laughs> this whole comic here. felt like it was written by Ryan to troll me. <laughs> yeah, it does. Like... <laughs> 
It's not even like it's funny because it's not even like great like children's like jokes yeah. or anything. It's just like rhyme jokes. Like most of it. Yeah. I'm sure that they Marvel probably can't actually reprint this. They might not be able probably to because it is an electric company. Yeah. So, so that company. could be why it's like. I mean, it's not exactly lost to time because obviously we're looking at it right now. <laughs> uh, some some things are better lost to time. <laughs> Between this and the next story we're gonna do, Thanos went on a very long epic story with. Uh, Adam Warlock. He took him for a ride into Thanos' coffin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where the, the story ends uh, with Thanos getting turned to stone for paying for his own hubris and trying to remake reality. Yeah. And then he's gone for like a good... In, like... in the actual Cosmic Cube story, because like this is based on uh, the actual comic... Not exactly, not the helicopter and stuff like that, but uh, with the Cosmic Cube, because that was the original Thanos story. Yeah. The Cosmic Cube. And then he's gone for 13 years, where he only cameos once in 1982, and then he doesn't show up again until he's resurrected in 1990. Which takes us right up to this story, which we're doing Thanos Quest 1 and 2, which yeah. is the precursor to Infinity Gauntlet. And it's written by Jim Starlin with art by Ron Lim. So this is yeah. maybe a little less silly. Yes, yeah, maybe. a little. <laughs> <laughs> so this yeah. gets into like the actual Thanos character. When he, when he was turned to stone, he was actually like dead. Like He met people in the afterlife and stuff like that. Like People who died would meet Thanos in the afterlife. That's one of the cameos he had. While he was dead, he basically became friends with Death, who in Marvel is a woman. And in real life is a man. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like Plato's forms where every like concept has its true like being like people like like we talked about before like didn't eternity manifest itself as an yes. actual being in Marvel. Yeah, human beings have to see him. I love like the more recent Ultimates book that decided to get super weird meta oh, it was with really... all that stuff and they like leave reality. Like that's a thing you can do in Marvel is just like, oh, yeah. let's just take a stroll out of all of reality. And also at the same time, while this was happening, Steve Englehart, who we've talked about a lot on the show, also started creating all the infinity in the Infinity Stones. So you know, if you've seen any of the Marvel oh, movies, they talk about them yeah. a lot. So a- Englehart's the one that created the the stones themselves. Steve Englehart's more like ninety percent of that. So Jim Star like started the original one because the original Infinity Stone was by his character Adam Warlock, and basically mm, just yeah. like you know how Vision in the movies has the Soul Stone in his head. That was basically like an allusion to Adam Warlock having the Soul Stone in his head. And yeah. Steve Englehart expanded on that. And he also gave them to each of the Elves universe. And if you watch the movies, you see Jeff Goldblum, Vinicius Del Toro, they're playing characters, Grandmaster yeah. and the Collector. And those are the Elves universe. And they're the ones who have the Soul Stones in the comics. Yes. So, Daniels is watching, is looking at this thing called Infinity Well while hanging out in depth. Yeah, so later. this is now we're into the story. That's no more recap. <laughs> yes, that's no yeah. more recap. And he, he realizes, like, these the soul, the soul stones, or as he calls them now, Infinity Stones, they are, have always power, and they're basically created from the matter that created the universe. Basically, if you put them together, you'll have the power of the creator, and you basically become the creator. You basically become Yahweh mm-hmm. or whatever. And yeah. he goes to Death saying, hey, can I, like, because Death wants to kill half the uh, population of the universe because our population keeps growing and she thinks that it's becoming unsustainable and that is a legit problem in Marvel like there's a universe in Marvel called the Cancer Universe where no one dies and basically starts spreading like a cancer throughout regular universes and starts uh, taking over them and stealing their resources and stuff like that uh, because just like real cancer like uh, if, you know if you have universes that refuse to die or whatever they'll spread like they'll spread to all the universes and kill the galaxy as a whole or the universe yeah. as a whole mm-hmm. I am so happy I just learned so much (laughs) (laughs) yeah slice his own electric company (laughs) (laughs) 
And the reason why Thanos wants to do this is right now, Lady Death is only talking to him through her his her like two zombie henchmen. One's like a big rat man. Don't know why. <laughs> I I got a hyena vibe off of him. Oh okay. No, he's, he's definitely a rat. He's got the big buck teeth. <laughs> I, one of the things I want to point out is Lady Death is shown as a skeleton in a cloak, which I think is a really cool. Because, like, when you get used to comics, when things become women, they always have, like, the same body type. Yeah, so when yeah. it's just a skeleton, I'm like, this is good. This is a good personification of Death. And she's female, even though you don't have to be like, you know, look how hot she is. Yeah. yeah, it's like this is really good. She's so hot, her skin melted off. <laughs> so yeah. despite despite her lack of curves or whatever, Thanos has fallen in love with her, <laughs> and he yeah. wants to collect the six soul gems or the six Infinity Stones so that he could be her equal and reign as like her king to her queen. Yeah, and you know he wants to rule with her. Like, over well, that's death. his that's his that's his secret goal. What he tells her is that I want to fulfill your will and kill everyone. Half the half the universe. So yeah. uh, I'll go. Let me go. Leave this realm and go and get the the Infinity Gems. So he take. She gives him this flying chair that teleports around the universe. We should also point out because we forgot to do this. Jim Starlin writes this, and his writing is incredible in throughout all of Thanos' quest. I really yes. love yeah. how he portrays Thanos. Like again, one of my favorite villains is Doctor Doom because I love villains that have a lot of hubris but intellect as well where they can back up their confidence and thanos is so well written and interesting and specifically when he pops into like his chair to fly over and find the first infinity stone he has to go to basically like the the edge of reality where chaos and yeah. order combine and it has like this excellent page of it shows like nine panels of his faces all distorting and forming and like melting and breaking away and it's got just this great dialogue about how thanos always endures throughout reality because thanos is a unique being to any reality he always holds true to himself the good yes. news is that luckily jim starlin writes 90 percent of thanos yeah, yeah. so yeah. you've got a lot there and yeah. also and it's a it's a good, good comparison to dr doom because uh aside from dr doom he's one of the few characters i will consider to be a classic marvel villain or comic villain in general because yes. every other villain they always have to add oh they're sympathetic they're this they're that they're that but he's like very much like a boisterous uh egotistical egomaniacal like arrogant and, and he's got like such ambition too yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's what makes it so captivating to watch because he's not just like you know i just want to rule it's like okay he's already courting this supreme being that all it does and cares about is the death of things it's yeah. like it's it's already a fascinating kind of dynamic with what he wants and what he's going to do and he's yeah. completely unsympathetic too because it's yeah. not like he has this cause and it's a justified cause to him but like his cause isn't really great you know, yeah. for for anybody else, it's like, yeah, no, that's really cool. But, like, you're not, like, invested in him because you're rooting for him. You're kind of like, oh, this is compelling, but uh-oh. No, yeah. but he's also kind of, like, honorable, too. The fact that he doesn't go around and every person he meets throughout the story he doesn't kill all of them. Like, your lives mean nothing to me. Ha, ha, yeah. ha. He's like, I'm a man of my word, so if he tells someone I'm not going to kill you, he doesn't kill them. Yeah. 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 Which I, again, it's really cool seeing stuff where it's like a villain with an interesting motivation and someone that's not just like, I'm a villain. Uh, it's just like yeah. he's he's out to prove, to get what he wants, and he'll do it by any like means necessary, but he won't go over the edge. Especially because yeah. this is Marvel in 1990. Not a lot of nuance at that point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that like this is like th he really stands out. Oh, yeah, the 90s. <laughs> so he uh, so Thanos takes his chair through dimensions and he ends up between... 
the realms of chaos and order, where the two realms con converge, and they're they're controlled by the uh, uh, godlike beings called Master Order and Lord Chaos, and they're like the big floating heads that control this realm. And this is a character I hate in between. Or you hate him? I hate him. He's like this. Um, <laughs> he he look, I hate his design sucks. Like he's like he looks like you just hate him because he's like both sides. Am I right? <laughs> both sides is bad. Exactly. <laughs> but basically, he's like the the arbiter between the two and he like speaks for them sometimes because they're like these big floating heads i've only ever read him in jeff johns's avengers so this was very interesting for me he was created by Stephen car uh, but i think like his design sucks i think and he's like this very shifty character he's always trying to he's, he's very very selfish like uh and he's, he's not interesting enough to uh, warrant like he's true neutral he can't choose a side but anyway he uh, he basically uh, during Stephen Gart's uh silver suffer one he was acting like a, like a douchebag and master, <laughs> master order and uh lord chaos put him in like this little stasis chamber where the two realms meet and he's guarded by all these demons that daniel's just obliterates and daniel says i'm gonna free you uh so i, I want to stop working for lady death and work for you because uh the in between there's a douchebag he's like uh and i should mention that the reason why i hated his design is because he looks like a guy who Half black, half white face. Like, he's kind of like two-faced except throughout his whole entire body. It's a very, like, non-nuanced design. It's, it's a fashion yeah. faux pas. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks more like uh, like an Iron Fist villain to me than, like, a cosmic that. entity. I, okay, yeah. I can yeah, see that. So, With the robe and the... The judo you know. robe and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, Thanos is like... Uh, so, in between, he's like, since he's a douchebag, he's like, I can't wait to betray Thanos. It's going to be great. And Thanos is like, I'm going to free you. And... Uh, after uh, the two like basically use their powers to break his uh, cell, uh, in between he's like, "I'm gonna betray you now," and Daniel's like, "You stupid idiot, you fool! I, I like you have no power here because this is uh, the realms of chaos and order." And he said, "The reason why they prison imprisoned you here is even if you did break out of that bubble, you wouldn't have powers here in this realm." Yeah. My favorite in this sequence is I love the panel of like he literally in between is dumb, and I'll give you that. Because he's, like, he makes a very actually dumb decision where he's like, ah, yes, now that I'm free, I'm going to, he does, a, he monologues. He's like, I'm going to tell you I betray you. And Thanos just literally just palms him. Like, he back hits him with the back of his hand and he's like, you're yeah. an idiot. Yeah. And then he, because uh, the in-betweener has the, soul, the whatever gem it is on his head, he takes that gem. And he's like, oh, uh, good job, douchebag, you messed up. <laughs> and uh, now I'm going to take your gem, and I'm going to leave you to Master Order and Lord Chaos. and Because they're, they're going to find out you're, you left your cell. Which, shout out to Sean. Master Order looks like Yahweh from Shin Megami Tensei. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I actually, and I know this is a funny thing, but Thanos has the coolest lettering, like, ever. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at the credits here. Ken Bruzenak? Dude, like, puts in work because Thanos... Like, you know how, like, Deadpool has got, like, the yellow bubble or whatever? Yeah. He's got this, and I think that really shapes his, like, persona so yeah, much. Yeah, I, I really love individual dialogues. I think that's partially why I really enjoyed Slack from Green Lantern yeah. during the, the Engelhart yeah, stuff. Yeah, to explain how it looks like, it looks like it's, like, chiseled from rock, and mm -hmm. it's, like, a blue tint to it. Yeah, and so, one of the things yeah. that's really cool is his dialogue looks very, very similar to his narration. Yeah. So, yeah. to me, even when he talks, it has this extra gravitas. Like, even when it's dialogue, it feels like grandiose monologuing because yeah. it's in the style of the narration. Yeah, it's it's very cool. So, the gem he actually got was the soul gem, which is the one that Adam Warlock had on, on his head. And after he got it, uh, after Daniels gets it, uh, later, Death shows up saying, were you, uh, and her arbiter, her the, the man speaker for her saying, are you really going to betray Death? Is that what you're planning to do? And, uh, and Dan's like, no, no, that was just a setup. I love Death. Yeah. One of the things that's cool about this is as he gets the gems, it's not really super clear what they do yet. Yeah. 
he kind of finds it out as they go along, which is, I think, a really cool way to catch you up. Well, yeah. he he explains it. I He knows what the gems do. Yes. But, like, he slowly reveals it over time where he's like, oh, this gem does this and this gem does this. Because, for instance, the next one he's going to is this planet Tamarada, which is always in constant war. And he's going to get pretty much the gem of power, which is hooked onto this guy's head. And he, this the champion. Yeah, the champion. And he's immortal. Because Thanos looked at the well and he was able to gain so much knowledge throughout the universe. Yeah. He knows what the gems do and how to unlock their power, but these people yeah. do not. So they only, like, tap into it briefly. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, soul gems steal souls. Power gem makes this guy the champion, this elder, the champion, the most powerful being. And so Thanos challenges him to a fight to barter for his uh, gem. And uh, the, the two start fighting. And the champion's really stupid. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, like he's kind of he can he doesn't talk like the Hulk, but like he's really easily manipulated by Thanos throughout the entire fight. Yeah, he's really just like boisterous like the whole time. He's being like, "You will only find defeat on this planet, for I am champion. I am invincible." Like that kind of dialogue. Yeah. Some of the ways Thanos fights him are so great. Like he's hitting him with his beam, and the champion's like running at him like like hard. He's like, "I can't. You can't." stop me with this puny beam and then right when he gets close he just like lets go so champion like falls forward and yeah. punches him in the face yeah. and the final and the final tri- trick is he has a the thing is has a force field so champion's like i'm gonna jump up into the sky and land on your force field <laughs> and destroy it and and then knows uh when he does that Thanos just teleports away and basically the, the, the when uh the champion lands on the planet where Thanos was supposed to be uh, he basically just flies through the planet and destroys it and explodes and sets up a chain reaction of explosions that destroys the entire planet. That's what I love is Starlin describes how it's like the planet, like it creates a seismic disruption that sets off a volcano chain, which like yeah. destroys the continental shelf. And it's just like, it's so creative rather than just having him go into the planet and it explodes. It's like, it's very descriptive. It gives you like the feeling yeah. about how much pl- Thanos was planning ahead to be like, I know this is going to blow up your planet. I'm going to let this happen. And what's cool is that yeah. all the narration that we get that's telling us this is Thanos. You know, it's him mm-hmm. telling yeah. us this. And I think that really adds to his gravitas because it's like, oh, no, he knows what's up. Like, Champion just punched the ground real hard. He here, he has no idea what he did. But yeah. he yeah. is so yeah. much bigger, so much wiser. Uh, and it's cool. Also, the art is amazing here. Yes. Yeah. Like, the fight sequence is so epic. And, like, uh, you mentioned the page of him, like, running into the beam. But, like, the actual design was really cool. Because it was just, like... Yeah. It really, I think, elevates the moment. Because, you know, Champion has a, a kind of god-awful design. <laughs> he looks like a rejected, like, Dragon Ball Z guy. Mm-hmm. He does. He really... He he's, does. Like, he's, like, blue... He has a gem in his head. Magenta he has, like, long hair. <laughs> that yeah. Thanos yeah. pulls in their fight. He's like, I'm just going to yeah. pull him by the hair. Yeah. So t- t- Champion is floating around space, and he doesn't seem to care that much that he blew up this planet. He's like, I won. I beat I beat everyone on that planet. I'm the strongest <laughs> one. And Thanos shows up, and he's like, hey, I'll, I'll leave you out here. You're immortal. I'll let you float around space forever. But if you give me that gem, I'll take you to a planet. And he's like, okay. So he gives him the gem. He's like, thing never, thing never functioned anyway. And then Thanos just puts him in the orbit of a planet and just drops yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, maybe. He's immortal. Maybe he'll live. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Thanos' next target is the gardener. Guy Gardner. <laughs> Guy Gardner. No. Guy Gardner would take him. Totally. <laughs> Let's not even start with that. I love how you know it's Cosmic Marvel when everyone just has like a noun as their name. Where it's like, I'm champion. Yeah. I am Gardner. I am master. Yeah. Or grandmaster. 
Yeah, especially all, all the elders have a name like that. Mm-hmm. The gardener is, is on this planet where it's uh, all this lush garden that he took care of. And basically, he used, to, he used to work with the other elders, but all the other elders are like these ma- manipulative type, types, uh, masterminds. And he's like, I don't, I don't want to be part of the world. I just want to sit here and tend to my garden. That's all I mm-hmm. want to do. And Daniels is like, uh, yeah, that's all you want to do, but I want to flip further my dream, and I need your infinity gem for that. Our, our, our dreams are at odds, I guess. so I guess that's a pity. And the two sit down, and Daniels starts getting engulfed by uh, the garden. But eventually he breaks free. Thanos breaks out, and then we don't see the gardener at all for two and a half pages. Yeah. And it's Thanos monologuing about how you didn't even realize how powerful the gem you had. You had the time gem. And you su- you subconsciously used it. Yeah, I love it. He says he throws them the moment they reach the zenith of their beauty. Botanical splendor never before achieved. It's like, it's just, yeah. it's so cool that he's able to, like, respect. Like, he, he even shows, like, a bit of sadness on his face thinking about, like, the gardener. Yeah, and then he's, he says, Un- unfortunately, without the gem's aid, the garden's beauty won't last. For that, I am truly sorry, and I hope that you will understand my regret even though you can no longer hear my words. Mm. And that's when it cuts to the gardener filled with vines himself mm. that are coming out of like his eyes and his ears. And Thanos used the power gem to like make the time gem go so overboard that even the gardener couldn't control his This garden. is totally gross, but now that you mentioned that page I'm looking, he's got like a vine coming out of the vein of his foot. And that's like really oh. horribly uncomfortable. Is like it's peeling out <laughs> oh, from under geez. his skin. Oh, it is. That's yeah. yeah. That's, really... that's gross. Yeah. And the final the final line is as Stanis leaves with the time gem, saying, "I did not force you to fight me. I gave you the chance to turn the gem. You forced me into doing what I did. I had to be faithful to my nature. For after all, I am Thanos. Oh, it's so so yeah. cool. I really liked." Thanos quest and that was the first of the it, two books. it builds yeah. the scale really effectively yeah. yeah because you you start getting super interested in what are the like the other gems how is he gonna wrangle it or like dupe the people into giving him the gems like it's it's so both fascinating on what do the gems do and also how does Thanos achieve like getting the gems from these people that have these powers and what i love about it as like a lead into a big comic event because we've done comic events on the show before and usually like they don't live up to what they should and the thing that i love Mm -hmm. about this is this is a lead into infinity gauntlet it's all about thanos there's no like how's iron man fit into this it's like there's no other characters at all it's only him and the elders Thanos is the protagonist of Infinity Gauntlet, and like the like that's what it's probably why they they couldn't adapt it super faithfully for the films because if they did the heroes uh, that we know, like the Avengers, they're basically like the diversion yeah. to Thanos. Like that's all, like they're not real players yeah. in the story. Yep. So the second half of Thanos Quest starts with the Collector, who, as Sly mentioned, is Benicio del Toro from the Guardians movies. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which is so fun to imagine in this like. Scene. Yes. So Thanos basically calls him on the phone, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, I want your ring. I want your stone." And he's like. I don't know, it's pretty valuable. And Thanos says, well, I have something even more valuable. And the Collector's like, well, it would have to be pretty valuable, but, like, I'll see what you got. So then Thanos is like, okay, I'll call you back later, bro. See you later. I like that he's also doing this all while he's just, like, playfully petting his parrot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's not a parrot, it's, like, weird space parrot, but it it looks like he's playing with a parrot. Yeah, the Collector, not Thanos. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The collector has a parrot. Important yes. distinction. 
and then like and all these weird creatures and tubes because like like in the films he's like this big collector of, of like living beings and stuff mm-hmm. so then thanos is he teleports to where he knows the next ring is uh then why do i keep saying ring his mandarin you think of sonic you gotta, gotta get out of your <laughs> yeah he teleports to where he knows the next infinity stone is and he's like where is he where is he and there's a an elder who's this like golden god looking guy called the runner that just runs around space all the time yeah he kind of looks like a like a Greek god, like a yeah, like uh, a Hermes type. Hermes, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. Hermes type. Yeah, and he first trashes Thanos's chair, and he's like, "Aren't I so great? I'm so fast, and you know why? It's because of the stone I got." Yeah, I'm so fast. I, I'm I'm so fast. Like I I I I'm 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 in like locations before I even know I'm de- I'm like ready to leave. Like basically, like mm-hmm. in the thought, like he's able to reach an area. Yeah, and he's like, I, I, he says, the Grandmaster warned me about you. I know it's because of this this stone. I'm not going to just give you my stone. And he basically just runs around and trolls Thanos for a while. You guys are saying stone, by the way. Say gem, because you're, <laughs> you're, you're saying... Yeah, we're talking about the comics. Yeah, Thanos is going about... You're saying, like, Thanos is going for collector stones, and now he's going for these guys' stones, and it sounds a lot dirtier than this. Just say well, gem. and it's <laughs> funny, too, because the movies don't have the same color correlation. So that throws me off completely when I was reading this, because having seen the movies more recently than I'm familiar with the comics, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, it's totally got to be that stone. Oh, nope, it's totally this different stone, because, like, they don't. You're saying stone, too. It's gems. They're infinity gems. <laughs> Sly, Sly, I think at the beginning of the episode, you said stone. <laughs> okay, but now we got to stop. Okay, I'm just a fake nerd. I'm just a fake nerd. I'm sorry, guys. All right, yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay, we'll go with the official soul gems, as they're called in the beginning, which also okay. is confusing. And then, yeah, because then, then Thanos is like, they're all called them infinity gems. Yeah, he re- yeah. he renames them. So he Thanos is now, like, he's monologuing at the runner, and he's like, how did a fool like you ever get immortality? And he's like, I did what I do best, run around real fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he wasn't monologuing. Thanos is, like, defeated. Like, he, he smashed his chair, and he's, like, he's hovering in space. And he's like, I'll tell you everything. I, I, I'll i tell you what I know. Just please don't hurt me. Like, he's he's acting very yeah. passive right now. And the one there is, like, mocking him, saying, you, you suck. Thanos. Yeah. I beat you. And he, like, starts by being like, I'll tell you everything. And then it really turns into his, like, villain monologue, like we saw in, in previously, too, where he says, like, you, it, it was just a subconscious act for you to utilize your gem. You never actually really used it. You have the space gem. It's, you're manipulating space. You're not just running fast. You're... Bending space. Yeah, you're, you're bending space to run fast, but I have mental teleportation, and I'm still more powerful than you, and you have to learn to think, and then it cuts back to the runner, and Thanos used the time gem to make him a million... He's made him more than a million years old, and he's like, you don't actually have immortality. You just age very, very slowly, so how does that feel? And so he becomes like an old man, and Thanos is able to do it because the runner actually stopped to listen to him to monologue, which was his downfall. Yeah. So he takes the gem off of his head... (laughs) And then he's like, "Hey, I have, I have a time gem. You're a baby now." <laughs> yeah, he just yeah. babyfies this man. So now there's a golden baby now instead of a golden man. Yeah. And then he brings the baby to the collector, and he's like, "I will trade you the infant yeah, version be- because of because now elder. that he can bend space, he can teleport wherever he wants. He doesn't need a space chair." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he is like, "I'll trade you the baby for your stone. It's a, you know, it's the baby of an immortal, an elder of the universe." And the collector's like. Yes, I will absolutely take this deal. <laughs> I love babies. Yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted to be a father. So Thanos takes the gem and he's like, oh, this is the reality gem. Did you not even realize that you could use it to bend reality however you want? And the collector's like, I I didn't. Damn, I'm an idiot. 
<laughs> no, he shows him. He's like, "Let me show you an iota of its might," and it's so like frightening to him and the other creatures in there, including like this little slug that looks worried. <laughs> and he's he's so afraid. He's just like, "Take take the gem and just leave. Just leave me alone." And the one the one bet that he wants that he makes with Thanos is, "Whatever you do, leave me out of it. Do not mess with me at all, and you can take your gem." And Thanos is like, "Sure, I won't do that." Now I'm off to fight the Grandmaster. Oh, I forgot to mention though, the whole baby thing is very temporary. And then the runner. Wait wakes up as an adult and he's like you are gonna put me in a museum i'll show you and he just starts beating the hell out of him yeah yeah Santa's helping i like how that's the logic too is he's not upset for getting turned into a baby he's more upset like yo bro <laughs> you were just gonna like accept it <laughs> yeah like i thought we were tight like you just were like gonna cradle me okay cool thanks yeah. man and then we see that this scene has been watched by the Grandmaster. And I. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, all oh, I can picture man. is him as Jeff Goldblum here. Yeah. And th- this, to me, is the one misstep out of this whole comic, which is kind of surprising. Like, that it's so on point, and then it gets here, and, it, and then it gets. A really? Weird. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thanos teleports to the Grandmaster, and the Grandmaster's like, you want to play a game? And he says... <laughs> Grandmaster loves games. That's his whole thing. Yeah. He loves playing games. He says, I'll... And he's sitting in front of, like, a checkerboard. Yeah. And yeah. he says, if you challenge me to this game, I'll... If you win, I'll give you my gem, but you have to put up your five gems. But Thanos is so good because he's like, fine... Like I'll I'll put up my five gems for bartering because I do not plan on losing, and uh, the stasis field that's protecting them will deactivate when I die. Because he's like, I'm not gonna die. Like I'm gonna beat you, and I wager my life. <laughs> yeah, and the Grandmaster says like, Oh, I have backup plans and backup plans that if I die, the gem is destroyed, and if you know if you try to cheat, the gem is destroyed. All these different things, and they're like, Okay, and so the game. Is I was hoping for checkers, but the game <laughs> is they both get put in like this digital world where they're in identical suits of armor and they have to fight to the yeah, death. Yeah, it's, it's an actual like it's 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 the board that they were playing on, yes. but it's like the the black tiles rise up. I think that the only so I can kind of see why you're like this is where it loses a little bit, but I'm also like a little bit. <laughs> this is where they're like, all right, guys. You know what's really cool? American gladiators. Let's just do <laughs> yeah, that. we should we should we should clarify we should clarify real quick. They're still playing the game. This is like yeah, VR. This is like, like, yeah. yeah, they put on headsets. <laughs> they went into yeah. reboot, like the old TV show. Yeah. Yeah, and then they, they're in like these, the mech suits shooting lasers at each other. It's like laser tag. And it's just like. It's like Tron on a budget. Yeah, I know this was but done. Yeah. Thanos even mocks him for it, though. Because Thanos is like, he, so he has him like locked and loaded. Like he has him like aimed with his handguns or whatever. He's like, years of experience immediately warn the Grandmaster of the mistake he has made. For it is too late for him to do anything about it. And the Grandmaster says, check. And Thanos says, checkmate. And then his suit like explodes and he says, a cliche to the very end. And the Grandmaster cheated. Thanos is still exposed. Thanos is still yeah, exposed. Yeah. And they, uh, the Grandmaster says, I usually loathe cheating an opponent but the stakes were too damn high and his suit like explode thanos suit exploded in a way that he's like basically like a statue now yeah so the grandmaster go- does some big monologue and then he knocks over the statue it's like he's like encased in like this encased like this Fungus. uh substance yeah. and, and then when the he gets knocked over the substance breaks and so is thanos too revealing that he is a machine not the real thanos i think it's yeah. kind of funny because it's like a callback because like his first appearance was actually a robot yeah. So I actually thought this was kind of neat. Oh, that's cute. Also dumb. Really and also dumb, dumb does that too. Everyone like, does yeah. that. Yeah, really dumb. Yeah. 
and then it shows that Thanos is outside the whole time because he had sent a robot to play the game instead. And he mentions that, like, that with five Infinity Gems in his possession, he could have easily taken the six anyway. Like, you know, he had a variety of means to do it. He's like, and I was just, just like, messing with him. I, I understand, yeah, that it was done specifically so they can have, like, a cool 90s laser tag bell because that, like, speaks to you as a kid. But, like, as an adult, I was way more into Thanos manipulating or doing contests of strengths where he, like, he beats them through some, like, oh, like, I, like, with the champion that he, I expect you to blow up the planet because you're so strong. Whereas with this guy, it's just like, no, I was a robot and you lost. Well, I did like the one little hoodwink of, like, when they're running around fighting each other and he just puts a little hole in the wall and he goes inside of the wall and he's like <laughs> hiding in there and he's like, ha ha, I'm smart. Yeah, I, I just don't feel like it's as clever as the rest of Starlin's stuff. It's, it's definitely not. I disagree. Not. I disagree. I disagree. I think uh, the chess stuff, I think is stupid. I think the VR chess is stupid. I will say, I think the the whole point is that uh, he has the mind gym, the Grandmaster, and he was so confident, so uh, uh, lack of foresight. He didn't even check, check to see if Thanos was actually really Thanos. Yeah, and that's. I think to show to show that oversight in Grandmaster, it had to be the robot twist. But I think the chess game was. Stupid. Yeah, and the thing that I love about it too, though, is Thanos beats every single champion at their own game. So mm. he always yeah. convinces everyone to go too hard into their own things. So like he convinces he. he rips off the collector in a trade he gets the runner to stop running he beats the champion in a fist in a fight of strength he beats the grandmaster in a game he, che- he out cheats him and like even mm. though that's silly yeah. i get what starlin's going for he has a nicer garden than the gardener <laughs> yes <laughs> he flower his flowers won first prize at the county fair <laughs> yeah so then thanos smashes the game and the grandmaster just falls into space yeah, he smashes the VR console, so the VR now the, the, in the VR world, Grandmaster just floats into space. In the real, real world, uh, Grandmaster is now like a mindless host. Yeah, mm-hmm. he and he takes the final gem, and now he has all six gems. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the this is actually my favorite part of the yeah, issue. Yeah, I how, agree. How it ends? I agree. It's six pages. Each one is a spotlight on its own gem. So. First, he talks about the time gem, where he can change time all he wants, and the page is, like, a bunch of Thanos heads of all, like, some are really old, some are, like, baby heads, and it's, they're all full-page spreads. Every every, pay, every gem is a full-page spread, not every baby head is a and, 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 <laughs> yes. and, and not just that, but every gem is how it reflects and reacts to Thanos. Like, the time one is the babies, in the space one, it's actually, like, him in space, his two eyes are galaxies. Yes. Yeah, and the, the asteroid belt is his mouth. It's very clever. I didn't catch that the first time. I it's very cool. We should clarify that it's super subtle. It looks like when you're looking at it, it looks just like a space. I did not know that until just now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if you but if you look, uh, all the features that are like a natural field makes his mouth like a swoop. Uh, what was it? Uh, yeah, and the comet. space itself, the background is purple. A comet yeah. makes his uh, helmet uh, design. Uh, yeah. his, his, the the background's purple. It's all very subtle. Very well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mind gem, and yes. this was my favorite page up until i got to the next page so that was <laughs> yeah, the cool right? thing because that's what these kept doing i'm like reading it and like the mind gem he's got all the, his brain is like exposed it looks like you like cut open his head and he's yeah. got all these bodies being like pulled down into his own brain which yeah. is really terrifying yeah because the mind yeah. gem lets him read minds yeah it's like people being pulled down into quicksand but there's like tentacles coming out of the quicksand to pull them in and it's his brain it's Daniel's his brain with these tiny yeah. people inside of it and the narration says, billions of fertile minds waiting for me to sue the seeds of my own perceptions and goals. A universe of thralls. Which is like, it, ah, it's really good. So, and then we have the power gem where he's like, 
he's like all chrome and he just looks like overwhelmed with power because that's the one that gives strength to all of them and lets him manipulate everything to such a level mm-hmm. then we have my favorite page of the whole book which is the soul gem <laughs> which is his entire face and helmet and everything made up of lots of little bodies like crammed together because mm-hmm. yeah. this is what lets him steal souls and see into every single person it's like it's like it's like a bunch of people came together and tried to like huddle to make a giant Thanos statue. Yeah, basically. like a mosaic. It's yeah. Legion from Castlevania. And then there's the reality gem, which is his face split open. And it shows like all the other splash pages together. Yeah, the gem effects in it, and like people, and yeah. like just wild art because it's like there's so many different realities that are conceivable that he could make now. I think this one ended up being my favorite because it gets to cheat because it's all of them. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. like. It was so cool though, because it like it looks like one of those Mad Magazine cutouts that like you fold yes. the cover in and you get the face. <laughs> yes, face literally splits open into two. Yeah, uh, really cool. Yeah. So then Thanos returns to Mistress Death, and this time she's no longer a skeleton. Now she's a woman. She's still in the robe, and he's like, "Okay, I can be your queen now. I mean, I can be your king now. <laughs> you can be the pants. Right? You can wear the pants for the ship." So here's a nice subtle thing that I didn't. Once again, I didn't notice it the first time. If you look at the first page where, like, uh, Thanos appears and he's like, my love, um, she is a skeleton. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then she's still a skeleton on the next page, but then, like, the second... It's, it's when he explains that he, he is reality, I'm infinity, I'm the Almighty. When he explains how powerful he is, that's when she turns into a person. Yeah, she gets, yeah. like, skin, and he's like, ah, yeah. oh, neat. It's like a sign of her humbling himself, which is important. Yes. Yep. So he creates a second throne out of skulls and a big skull <laughs> and he is like we will spend an eternity of bliss together my love you will see and then the rat person is like my mistress wishes to inform you if that is what you wish that is what will be and he's like why won't you speak to me why do you still speak through underlings and it was actually the opposite effect of what he wanted where the rat says you're too powerful now <laughs> she can't speak to you because she's not worthy and Thanos is so mad that he explodes the rat person and yeah. stares at her. And it like gibs and guts. Yeah, and he's like, I could force her to speak directly to me. I have the power to bend her to my will. But what good would that do? That's not the way I wanted it to be. I desire her love, not her blind subservience. How could I have miscalculated so badly? Thanos, the master schemer and deceiver. I set out on a quest beyond the reach of any but myself, an impossible mission. And I succeeded at it. I have wrestled the reins of power from the hands of the supreme being. No sentient could ever dream or hope for more than I have accomplished. Who could have guessed that becoming God would prove to be such a hollow victory? And he's crying while he stares into the Infinity Well. And that is what ends Thanos' quest. The Infinity Well looks like basically looking into space. Like yes. a well that looks into space. Yeah, just like a galaxy, arms yeah. of stars. So do you think that like if at this point, if he just like took one of them and like threw it off to the side, then she'd be cool with him? <laughs> like oh now you only have like five out of six okay you're fine <laughs> like he, he'll just keep going back and forth until it's a balance <laughs> you're like oh which combination oh i need to have these four but oh okay got it yeah yeah We're the time cool. is too much but but only <laughs> space in this much. one is okay. our okay. mistress yeah. says that you need more than two but no <laughs> no less <laughs> than four stones <laughs> Finally, a riddle even I, yeah. Thanos, cannot crack. <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's doing different combinations, and it's like, nope, still not it. <laughs> well, there's, there's so many. That's why. He was just like, you know what? Screw it. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, like, like, he has all the realities in his mind that he can perceive at all times, and even he can't perceive reality where that works. He's like, I, I, yeah. get, I, guess, I guess I'll deal with it. 
It's very good. This this was such a good ending to this thing because it really does get to the point where it's like, how does he not get what he wants? And it's because it's like, no, you know, you over leveled. You're so powerful now <laughs> yeah. that like nothing is a challenge for you. And like she's like, you spent too much time grinding. Now the game's too easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And she's yeah. like, well, I, I obviously I can't be with you now because now you're a god and I'm nothing. Like I'm an ant compared to you. Yeah. And it's like, it's wait, true. she's his aunt. That's cool. <laughs> That's a new dynamic. <laughs> so, uh, I have a feeling that I already know the answer to this, but would everyone go on and read Infinity Gauntlet? Yeah, this this made me really want to read it. Yeah. This was awesome. I'm literally going to go into work, and I'm going to immediately <laughs> pick it up. Like, I don't, yeah. But it's funny, because I never read Gauntlet, and I feel really? bad. Yeah, and I feel... Well, okay. Funny thing, I had an Infinity Gauntlet pillowcase growing up. <laughs> I the same things reading it. You got the pill. You sleep with Thanos. Well, but pieces. and I read, but I read all the. It had panels on it, so it had like panels and stuff. And I remember uh. just being kind of freaked out by it because it like there was the panel in Infinity Gauntlet that's like the Silver Surfer like screaming, holding on to like Doctor Strange, I think, and that just scared the like bejesus out of me when I was a child. So I think I was intimidated by uh, the might of Thanos, and now. I'm finally ready. I, I was just thinking, it's like, I feel like I had a poster or something. Maybe I'm just losing my mind. <laughs> We're all losing our minds. Yeah, this was great. This made me really actually want to read Gauntlet, knowing that Starlin worked on it. If I didn't know Starlin had worked on it, I might have been like, I don't know if it can like match this. But now it's like, he already earned my trust and my love. <laughs> why? I, I have to wonder why in like 1990, they were like, Hey, you know that guy. That guy seems pretty cool. Let's use him. But nobody's touched him in twenty years. Nah, it's it's cool. He's cool. He's he's purple. We like purple. Well, whenever whenever uh, Jim Starlin like brings him up, he always like has him appear. Like he when Thanos came back, he came back in a uh, uh, Jim Starlin's Silver. He came back in Ron Mars' Silver Surfer. Yeah. Uh, and so like uh, whenever he comes, he, whenever basically he, like gathers in, uh, interest in the character slowly. Like when he first appeared, he showed up in like the Thing comic or something like that, like uh, Marvel Two and One featuring the Thing, and basically like slowly. He like hypes up his role in the universe. I guess at Marvel sees what he's doing every time, and he's like, "You're doing pretty good with this guy. Let's give you an event." Or something. And I guess that's mm. how it plays out. Yeah, it's really super cool, though. So Henry, yeah. let's say some of our listeners wanted to buy these books and read them. Where should they go? Well, of course, uh, they should find uh, Midtown Comics in the heart of New York City, or we're online. The internet is like super easy, so you can just go to MidtownComics.com. And find everything. Um, we actually carry the single issues, which is really cool. Um, we get them from time to time. And, like, every time I see them, I'm just really tempted to buy them. Because it's so pretty. And, like, I want to go into Infinity... Uh, I really do want to go into Infinity Gauntlet now. Because it's George Perez art. Yeah, and, yeah like, it is. George Perez. That's crack. Like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> like, I need it. <laughs> yeah, so I think... I mean, Midtown is, in my opinion, Midtown's one of the best comic shops I've ever been in. Probably, it's, it, uh, probably Mine the too. best in New York. I agree, too. We we do try. Uh... <laughs> it's so humble. We do try. <laughs> in, in college, I would take the train up, and I would take the train from my house on Long Island to Penn Station, and then I would walk to Grand Central and always stop at Midtown and buy something on the way. And then I'd read it on the train up to Poughkeepsie. <laughs> Yeah, that actually, my favorite thing was uh, in college, coming off of the bus uh, from upstate and then getting back in the city, and it's a block away from yeah. Port Authority. So that was like, ah, yes, I am home. Before I go home, let me buy comics before <laughs> yeah. I go home. Cool. Well, if, any, if anybody really liked this episode 
and they want to support us, you should go check out the rest of the Flying Machine Network at flyingmachine.network and also our Patreon, flying patreon.com slash flying machine. We have some bonus episodes where we make Daryl and our other co-host, Phil, who's not here, read a Silver Age Superman story where JFK shows up and it's super silly. Oh, yeah. oh goodness. Oh, it's so... Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> what, you don't like, you don't like the... Uh, the Jimmy Olsen fan Streaky club. Streaky the Supercat? <laughs> Streaky the Supercat. <laughs> but yeah, and there's lots uh, and lots of bonus stuff, and it's the tiers are not expensive. I think it's the $5 a month tier gets you bonus episodes. So everyone should check that out at patreon.com slash flying machine and all the other shows. And that's where you can find our other show, Oops, I Talk Politics, where we talk about politics. So thank you all for listening to Advice of Issues. I've been the robots the entire time, you fools. I've been finally slowing down so I can turn into a baby. I've been longing for death. I've been a cornered kitty. Stank on nudie. I get-